Who can stand up in the fire among you? Who can stand up in the crisis? Who are you? Do you have these six straits of crisis management, fire management? Well, we're going to find out. Stick by. It's Wednesday morning. <laughs> Todd is not only a remarkable, successful 30-year titan in business with having multiple businesses that generate multiplied millions of dollars. If that plan happens to be to build a million-dollar company, which I can help you do. But he's humble. He's a man of God. He's a family man. The world's news organizations are built on everything but positivity. He is an influential entrepreneur and business speaker for over 30 years. I've got to forecast. I've got to pronounce. I've got to project. I've got to share with you my ideas, my vision, my goals for not only myself, but for you. That's why he's came up with his incredible concept of taking and creating a platform for people that are wired differently. And you got to understand that your habits of your person and your habits of your business and your habits of your spirituality have to lead to the North Star of who you are. We need to figure out who we want to be in life. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, and I am super excited. I had a great show yesterday. We had a great show Monday, and I just feel so comfortable in the seat. I feel comfortable with being with you. I feel comfortable. I know many of you are looking forward to these shows every morning, and we made the time shift from 7.30 to 9, and it's worked out. We've picked up a few new followers. We kept the old followers, and it's just it's just been a blast and today man I, I you know the promo was good and everything was good but are you can you stand up to the fire is this idea this lesson i want to talk to you about today because i feel compelled as a leader i feel compelled as your leader one of your leaders i feel compelled to really continue to demonstrate consistency in consistency in the consistency of my job to build you personally spiritually and profitably leadership is the key component of your wealth is of your leadership of your business of your family and yourself we we did a lot on you know like what what's so important about yourself and if you had to pick one person to lead you say you don't have any people to lead and you say well i will tell you one person you can lead is yourself right we, we, we've really moved through that. And this is the year. 2024 is the year of leadership, right? And that is our year leadership and misfitness. We're going to talk more about fitness, mis, misfitness down the road here. But I want you to understand that my, and right now I'm just, I'm, I am on a mission, a mindset, a ministry, right? And a movement of wired differently to build you as leaders. And so I, I, I'm so excited about today's message. We're going to be talking a little bit about Isaiah. We're going to be talking a little bit maybe from John. But I really want you to understand that, man, I am tasked, I'm challenged to love you, man, to encourage you, to inspire you. That's my job. My job is to build you up every morning. I mean, the world's doing a good enough job of trying to find things that are wrong with you or trying to find places for you to find places that are wrong or get into trouble. I mean, the, the world is is a nasty place, man. But if you're wired differently, we're not of this world, right? We're not of this world. We're literally misfits. And we have to learn how to lead through our misfitness. We have to make sure that we don't let the world change the way that we're wired now 
affect, try not to affect us too much the way we're newly wired as believers. Wired differently, people must lead, and we must do it spiritually, personally, and profitably. And so that's my job, Wired Differently. A lot of you new listeners, I just want you to hear about it and what we do every morning, some 20 to 30 minutes. I try to certainly keep it under 30 minutes, but I just want to, I got the great story that parallels and ties into this training, this teaching that I want to give you today because it's super exciting. So I have, I, I, I got to go back to college and just the trials of the fire. Can you stand up in the trials of the fire? Are you a crisis management person? God talks about that leadership quality in Isaiah. He talks about it through throughout the Bible, but Isaiah is really pretty clear. And so I just kind of want to set up that idea of what's going to go on. And I'm going to teach from Isaiah and I'm going to teach from a little bit of John. But more importantly, right now, I want you to understand, take a deep breath. I know I can get you jacked up. I know we get excited. But I want you to just to like, understand it, man. It's all going to be all right. It really is, you know. It really is. And this is a good place to start to understand where, you know, there are people out there that really do care. There are people out there that really are wired differently and do care about you and other people. And we're going to focus on leadership 2024. And so here, here's the story. You know, they're going to say, I thought I thought you were a Christian. I'm going to give you a story, a college story, right? And I knew the Lord. I, I didn't really accept Christ in I didn't I would never I can't tell you that I knew Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior until after I met my wife. And maybe I, I believe I really, really got serious about accepting Christ in my heart after we got married. I remember praying with a man by the name of John Alcock about accepting the Lord and really being serious i didn't really understand the difference between jesus and god it's kind of cool how we will tie that in maybe this morning and how that works out and but here's the thing i was in manchester university i had just met my wife my freshman year and i got there my freshman year and it was later in the season and we were kind of dating and there's a famous story about us meeting and dating called get the girl if you go to my youtube channel you can see that speech it's a great story but the thing about manchester was is my manchester college was was my alma mater and I, I loved that school but i had to learn some things in college <laughs> and one of them was you know to be a leader in football to be a leader in school to be a leader of men was something my father had taught me but in college though i i uh kind of gravitated to some people and one of my really good friends name was bart he was a great 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 athlete massive six foot seven 250 pound defensive end he was like could do anything but he lived in schwam hall with me and i just loved the story so bart was my bestie he was a good friend of mine he lived on three north and i lived on three south something like that and every now and then though that we would get to be you know off season or whatever the case would have been and, and you know the older dudes were partaking in alcohol and alcohol was just kind of one of those things right you know college is kind of there and i wasn't a big partaker but later on in my life i certainly had a few but this interesting time was we we, we were we were having a party and bart was um, a, a a big dude and bart was a stand-up dude and he was a leader of the football team on the defense and i just remember this one day where we had a party and everyone's gathered into the room one of the small rooms and it was kind of cool because the, the, we were trying to trick the people had put it together and they had a kegger hose that ran through the side of the wall 
and through the side of the wall. And then there was like a, 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 a cabinet that the doors flipped up and down. And they were kind of trying to be sly. So the kegger was not actually in the room where the party was. But on the other side of the wall was the kegger with the hose coming through the wall of the separate room. Well, anyways, long story short, Bart's in there. There's probably 15 people in this small room. We're all thinking we get away with something. All of a sudden, we hear a knock on the door. And all may know it was the RA. And the RA looked at everybody and says, hey, man, what's going on in here? Oh, nothing. He couldn't see a kegger. He couldn't see anything. We were trying to hide our glasses. He couldn't get away from the smell. And he, he couldn't let it go, but he, he chose not to. He came back, knocked on the door again. Hey, man, I need to see that other room. So he comes out. He goes to the other room. He realizes. He busts everybody. And sure enough, the party was over. Had to pull the keg out. Everybody's doing everything. Well, what, what was really going on is Bart, who was the biggest dude in the school, biggest, you know, he was partying everything. He was the biggest dude. He had literally turned into Bert. Well, Bert was the guy who got drunk. Bart was the guy you, you had on the football team, but Bert was this different personality. Well, anyways, Bert was a stand-up dude. So anyway, we're all in there. Then two, a month later comes around, and we have to go to the court of the school. And the school is saying, okay, listen, we have to take you through this trial process where you're guilty of drinking. So there was about... I don't know, man. There was probably 12 of us. Let's call it 12. And we're all sitting around the table. And I just want to tell you this story about the fire and the crisis and Bart, who became Bert. And all of a sudden, we're in this room and the prof, Pastor or Dean, Dean Ascot, he was the dean. And he sit there and he says, listen, man, he says, listen, man, I know everything was going on in there. I hate doing this to you, but I got to ask you these questions. I got to understand what's going on. And we got to come up with the punishment for this process he says so he starts at the one side of the room and the very first person he talked to says hey such and such were you in that room yes sir i was did you drink any of that beer and the first person that he asked he says no i had no beer second person he went to were you in that room he said no i had no beer the third person he went to the room hey, i had no beer he says, now listen, man, we retrieved a keg from the other side of the room that had no beer in it, my friends. And there was a hose going from that room into the other room. And I need to understand where all that beer went. And you're telling me you didn't. You're telling me you didn't. You didn't tell me that. I got 10 more people to go. He goes all the way down the line. Did you, were you in that room? Yes, I was. Did you drink that beer? No, I didn't. Were you in that room? Did Yes, I was. Did you drink that beer? No, I didn't. Were you in that room? Did I? Yes, I was. Did you drink that beer? No, I didn't. Because through every one of us in that room, Every single person in that room said I was in the room and I partake in none of the alcohol. And he got to Bert, who was Bart at that time because he wasn't drunk. So he got to Bart and he said, Bart, now listen, man, I just talked to all your friends here. And all of them said they were in the room. Yes, sir. And all of them said they didn't drink any of that alcohol. And he said, yes, sir. He said, so, Bart, I'm going to ask you this question. Bart, were you in that room? Yes, sir. Did you drink alcohol, Bart? He said, yes, sir. And then the dean said, Bart, do you want me to believe that out of all the people in the room, every one of them in that room had no alcohol except for you? Yes, sir. So you're telling me, Bart, that you drank that entire keg of beer. It was deathly silent. And Bart looked up at Dean Ascot and he said, 
Yes, I did. I drank that entire keg of beer. <laughs> to this day, is one of the most amazing stories I could ever tell about my my college experience or the trials or the the ability to stand up to the fire right i, I love that story you know i know it's not a christian story <laughs> i know that i'm probably gonna get some mail about it but at the end of the day when i started preparing this message out of isaiah i'm thinking can you stand up to the fire when the heat is really on and the pressure is really on and you have to really take one for the team, you have to really stand up to what's going on in the world. Can you really stand there and say, yes, it was me? Yes, I am a believer. Yes, I am not afraid of the consequences. I know, I know uh, it's, a, it's a funny story, and it's as true as any story I've ever told. It's so true. I, maybe one day we could meet Bart, who became Bert, and then became back to Bart. And he went on to, yeah, probably be an alcoholic. Um, I still keep in touch with him, but he cleaned himself up and um, became one of the most successful teachers, coaches in the state of Indiana. I'm so proud of this man. Because even though he had this trait of possibly being an alcoholic and a trait of being somewhat disruptive, at the core of Bart, at the core of Bert, right, was a man that could stand up in the fire. Who would ever thought of a simple story like Manchester College or a college story would be so provocative, but yes, so performing in the world of God's dominion. You say, Todd, how can you use a story like that to preach the word? Well, because I'm just telling you, I'm a fallen man. I'm a sinful person. So was Bart, so was Bert, and so were all of us in that school at some time or another. So are all of us out there at any given time now in our lives and probably till the end of the day of time, we're going to have thoughts, we're going to have ideas, we're going to have things that are sinful in our life. But at the end of the day, one of the things that we have to understand is we're only going to be measured to the point if we will accept God and we can stand in the fire. Now, I'm going to read you something from Isaiah right now, and, I, and I'm, I'm certainly excited to read it to you because I, I want this business teaching. I want this leadership teaching. I want this spiritual teaching. I want this profitable teaching to make sense to you. Why, why, would, why would I waste such a great story about Bart if I couldn't come up with a great lesson about Bart? So here's what I want to bring to you. I said, here, here's the thing. Can you stand up to the fire? Can you stand up in the crisis? Can you, can you really take the heat, right? And that's kind of really what I wanted to th talk to you about this morning. So here's what I'm going to read you because I have six traits, literally six traits 
of individuals and people that have been called by God to stand up in the fire. And I just want to know if you would think about it, if you would consider it, would you have these traits? Would you be that person that can stand up in the fire? And I know it's a funny story. I know I love my job and I know I love you. And I know all the things that I'm telling you are true. And I'm so eager to share them with you because if I'm not sharing with you, I don't know who is. And I know that you're listening right now. And I know this is going to make sense to you because I need you when you scroll to slow the roll of your scroll to figure out who you're listening to, I want it to be God. I want you to be scrolling God. We talked about this last couple of days, and this is where we do it. This is where we can find how our personal life, our spiritual life, and our profitable life can line up. And this is an amazing teaching. So let me, let me just talk to you about this. It's Isaiah 33, 13. You who are far away, hear what I have done. This is Isaiah. Now, come on. Isaiah is a prophet, 700 BC, right? 700. Let's a little side note on Isaiah. Let me let me let me share this about Isaiah. He's a prophet. He's talking about Old Testament. This is before Christ was born. This is before Christ was even. A, I don't I don't even know how how that works. But here here he was. He said in Isaiah 53, 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, he said, but he was and will be pierced for our transgressions. He who was crushed for our iniquities. He who was crushed for our iniquities. Inequities. I'm so sorry about that. He was crushed for our iniquities. Our inequities. Someday, you know, I'm just going to lose it all, right? He who was crushed for our inequities, the punishment that brought us peace was upon us, and by his wounds we were healed, right? This was 700 B.C., and Isaiah is talking about Jesus coming already. That was the prophet. That's, that's Isaiah. And so what he's talking about us in Isaiah 33 is he says, you who are far away. He's talking about us. He's talking about who is far away from God. You who are far away, hear what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my power, right? So if you're far away, you better hear of what I've done. This is God. Isaiah's talking about God to those who are far away, do not know God, and aren't even clear on what the, when 50, in, in chapter 53, he's talking about the Messiah coming. Hear what I have done. You who are near, acknowledge my power. The sinners in Zion are terrified. Zion is actually uh, Jerusalem. It's the new, it's, it will be Jerusalem. When Zion changed and Christ comes, it will be in the new Jerusalem, are terrified. So the sinners in Zion are terrified. Trembling grips of godless. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us, think about that for a moment, because here's what, here's what Isaiah is saying about what God is saying. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with the everlasting burning? He who walks righteously and speaks what is right. He who rejects gain from exhortation. He who keeps his hand from accepting bribes. He who stops his ears against plots and murders. He who shuts his eyes against contemplating evil. This is the man who will dwell on the height, who refuge will be mountain fortresses. His bread will be supplied and his water will never fail him. So here's the deal. He's, here's what God's saying. Let me just give you the no-look pass in this passage is, is that the sinners of Zion are terrified. 
That's the people who don't believe in God are terrified of this fire. Who of us can dwell with this consuming, consuming fire? Who of us can dwell in the everlasting burning of the fire? So what's talking about, Isaiah talking about here is God is the consuming fire. God is the everlasting dwelling fire. You see, we're not talking about Satan in this verse. We're not talking about the hell of fire. We're talking about the consuming passion fire of Christ. Can you stand up in the fire when people are looking down on you, when people are pushing on you? Can you stand up and say, I am a believer. I do believe in the good things. Can I lead how Isaiah has talked to us about in this verse and how to stand up in the consuming fire? I just want to read it one more time. The sinners in Zion are terrified, trembling grips of the godlessness. Who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burning? I'll tell you who can. He said, he who walks righteously. So in that scripture, I thought I would break this down because we got about 10 minutes left and we'll probably spend some time on a Thursday. But I want you to understand, here are the six things. Here are the six things that Isaiah talks about you having those personality traits of being someone who can stand up in the fire. I want to go back to my buddy, Bert. Bart. He stood up in the fire. He, he literally took the beating or, or took the story for everyone who was in the room that said they did not drink, who most of them were lying, but confessed they were in the room, which left Bart in last place. The last one that could ever say that he drank any of that alcohol in that party was Bart. And so he conveniently said, yes, I was there. And yes, I drank the entire keg. I am going to stand in the fire for my friends. I'm going to stand in the fire. Now, I'm not telling you it's he did the right thing or the wrong thing, but I will tell you the right thing that he did do was demonstrate to me as a 58-year-old man telling this on a Christian show, a believer's show, the wire differently experienced, the mindset, mission, and uh, movement of wired differently in the ministry, it, it reckons with me to this day. Can I stand up to the fire? Can you stand up to the fire? I think you can. But what are the six traits that Isaiah talks about through 13 and through 16 here? And so I thought I would break those down for you today, and then we can dive into them Thursday a little further. So here we go. So here are the six traits of those who can stand in the consuming fire, who can dwell in the consuming fire of our Lord. That consuming fire is not hell. That is our ability to stand in the inexhaustible love of our Father, our Creator, God. And I want to show you exactly how I know that, because John, 1 John 4, 16, whoever lives in love lives in God, and God is in them, right? He talks about this 700 and, 701 years or something. After death, John is about in year 
30 or 40. So that's 740 years of time has passed between Isaiah says, can you live in the fire? Because the Messiah took the piercing for our inequities, right? He, so he says he's predicted all this. Jesus comes and here it comes. He gets crucified on the cross. It's true. He is the Messiah. John's out there telling the story. And he says, listen, man, this everlasting fire, this, this unending fire, this, this burden of this fire, can you stand up in the fire with Jesus, with God in first John 4 16 he says this is what it's all about because if you can stand up in that everlasting fire he who ever lives in love lives in God and God in them parallels exactly what Isaiah was saying standing in the fire living with love and God in first John 14 so here we go let me just tell you so here's the thing integrity justice conviction positiveness pure secure are the sixth thing that, that Isaiah talks about in that teaching. This is the six points of leadership that I want to lead you with today. These are the six points I'm going to be teaching on tomorrow on Thursday. But I thought I would just finally just kind of kick it off a little bit and give you guys a shot in the arm this morning because I love Bert. I love Bert. I love, I love my Manchester. I love the idea of how many times I have literally stood up in the fire and I thought about, can you take the heat? Can you take the pain? Can, can you take, can you take the, the psychological side of the stress of building a company? Can you, take, can you take everything that's coming with everything? Because you know if you can take it, everybody's going to win. Everybody that's rooting for you, everybody that's working for you, everybody that's going through the pain of pay serves, Tom's Donuts, Wired Differently, You Matter Staffing, all those things that we're doing on top, can you, can you just tough it out a little longer? Because we know that the fire, the consuming fire is with you. You must take the heat. I know it's a silly story about Bart, but it's true. Bart got kicked out of school. Came back made it right, got his grades, he stood the heat, he stood the heat. Leadership requires standing the heat. You know, we're, we're not called to be the smartest, we're called to be, we're called to be the toughest in many, many regards. We're called to be the ones that make good decisions on behalf of everyone. And God calls us in Isaiah to take the heat and assume God's consuming fire. Where, where are you in that process? Have you even thought about, can you take the heat? So here we are. We have integrity, justice, conviction, positiveness, pure, and secure. These are all from Isaiah 33, 14 through 16. So I'm going to end the show today, and I'm just going to encourage all of you how much I think about you and how much time I put into these shows. On, I, you know, There's just no way to actually tell you how much joy I get from this. There's no way to actually tell you how important it is for me to hit these marks for you every day. There's just no way to show you and tell you how much I appreciate everything you're doing for me in my own personal walk and my own personal study, right? I'm, I'm, I'm super, super excited. Integrity. I'm going to close today with integrity and we'll kick it off tomorrow with integrity. Integrity, life in words that match. Life in words didn't match. Now, I'm not going to parallel Bart to Jesus Christ, but I will tell you, he is a crisis management dude. He stood up in the fire. Life in words match. 
what you don't know about Bart is, yeah, he probably was an alcoholic and what he had to go through with that. But he stood in the fire when he was a kid for everybody else. And he stood in the fire for himself to change his life and his career to get better. And now he's standing in the fire for so many young football players and athletes all over the state of any. It's amazing what this man has accomplished in the fire so listen we're going to pick this up tomorrow and i gotta tell you i had a great time this morning with you and i'm super super excited about thursday so i want you to understand i love you i appreciate you and i want to be your barnabas i want to be your light i want to be able to stand in the fire with you my job is to love you my job is to encourage you to support you to motivate you and to be consistent for you so that's me i'm your coach you guys have a great day. This has been the Wired Dip Dip Experience. W-E-E-X.